How are you doing, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you so much for being on the airways with us today. I'm Emmanuel West, Jr., founder per se of Yahweh's Remnant Ministries. I preached around the world the everlasting gospel, Revelation, the 14th chapter. And there were three angels that cried about an everlasting, an international gospel, worldwide gospel. It was here before Adam and Eve were here. And that's what I preach, that everlasting gospel. And so it came in Job 38. If you read that and remember what I told you, that's when we got the Torah, the law. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I'll teach you that constantly till it soak in. A lot of you just hear things you never heard before. It's my job to clean up the church and get it ready before our Savior come back. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I told you on our last study, I want to teach you about the Antichrist for the last days. After that, we're going to go to the Antichrist of the early church. You just don't know what you've been missing Listen to all this hooping and hollering about your day. I want you to remember, the gospel is never your day. That's why Peter and them had one pot. They put all their excess money in that pot and gave out to every man as he had need. It's never about you. It's about us. So this gospel is about God's last day's church, the Messianic Jewish church, which is going to be a powerful church, miracles you never heard of. And it can only happen when you come on board, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Greetings to you today. And today I'm going to teach you about the end time Antichrist. This may take at least three or four sessions with you, but I'm going to not do a thorough job, but a good job telling you who is the Antichrist for the last days. Now, if you really want to know about who he is, you'll find him in Daniel 11 chapter. Verse 36 through 45, Isaiah chapter 29 through 31, Ezekiel chapter 29 through 32, and Exodus chapter 7 through 12. And uh, not only will uh, Donald Trump be mentioned here, but his followers will be mentioned also. The Bible has the answer for anything you might inquire about. Donald Trump's father was named Fred Trump, which means a peaceful ruler. But we know that he, you know, basically the Bible says a person's name is, so is he. First Samuel 25, 25. And, but uh, apparently Fred Trump did not uh, hold up the meaning of his name because he was arrested when he was younger on a KKK rally. His older son never liked his daddy's antics and the way he dealt with people, minorities, so he never was uh, Fred Trump's right-hand man. But Donald was. All the evil that a child can learn from a dad, uh, Donald Trump soaked it up from his daddy. His mother name, now when you study about ancient kings, always be sure to look up the meaning of the mother name. And the meaning of the mother name gives you the spirit of the person. In other words, whatever her name means, tells what kind of spirit this person will be ruled by. And his mother name was Mary, which means bitterness, and Anne, which means God has graciously favored me, and Macleo. And Leo, it means the son of uh, Olaf, the black. It meant the black one. And Leo also means ugly. That means this child would bring ugliness to the earth. 
He would bring blackness to the ugly things that Donald Trump would bring to the masses. And so the spirit of his mother name indicate that he would be a giant of a man, but he would bring ugliness to the land, blackness. Not only that, you know, he, he married a Milena, Milena Trump. Her name means black, it means upper crust, like you look down on poor people. Yes, indeed. When he was born, she said he had a swastiska and a, as a birthmark. And she used to say, I wonder why is he's orange colored. She thought he had a demon when he was born. Yes, indeed. She said, I couldn't hardly push him out when he was born. And she would often say, his sister has the eyes of a judge, but Donald Trump has the eyes of a crook. This is his mother talking about her son. Who, who know you better than your mother? She said, I would put him on his tummy, but he would always flip back over on his back because he didn't want to miss nothing. He didn't want to miss nothing. And she just always say what kind of person he was that he hated his own roots. He comes from Ireland, and, you know, Ireland, the very word I means something uh, ghastly would come from that land. Like we were seeing witchcraft or voodoo, that word I means Ireland. And so he, that's where his roots came from. She would say of her son, he's an idiot. He ain't got no common sense. And she said, I hope he never goes into politics because he would be a disaster. Can you imagine your mother saying all these things about her son? In the year 2000, which not long ago, uh, uh, Miss, Miss, Miss uh, Trump, she said, what kind of a son have I created? He is the world's most dangerous man. Little did she know she was talking about the Antichrist of the last days. And so, ladies and gentlemen, he made a lot of bad business deals. And in December of 2017, he did a strange thing over in Israel when he moved the, uh, the American embassy from uh, Tel Aviv down to Jerusalem. And that would be like the seven-year covenant when in the midst of that seven-year period, he would break that covenant. And so we see that uh, he thought for sure he would be reelected, and uh, so he did that. So now we're gonna we're gonna go in these texts I told you to read. I'm gonna, we gonna read them with you, and tell you what they mean talking about Donald Trump. Okay, we're going to Daniel the eleventh chapter of Daniel, and we're gonna go into the thirty uh, sixth verse. The eleventh chapter of Daniel is what you call a segmented chapter. And it talks about great battles in the early church between Peter, the king of the south, and Paul, the king of the north. And it points that these battles, and it's, it's seven segments in this chapter. And one day we're going to go through the book of Daniel, and I'll teach you the whole uh, premise that it speaks of. But it's talking about, the seventh, seventh segment is talking about the Antichrist of the last days. And I'm going to start reading in verse 36. And the king shall do according to his will, and he shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every god, and shall speak marvelous things against the god of gods, and shall prosper till the indignation be accomplished. For that that is determined shall be done. Well, I, I used to wonder, who would these, this guy be like? Over the years, I've watched world history for the past 50 years, and I never saw a king that could fit the description that's given here until the arrival of Donald Trump. 
Verse 37, neither shall he regard the God of his fathers, nor desire women, nor regard any God, for he shall magnify himself above all. Well, Donald Trump is that kind of a man. You know, he, he brags that he got all these women, but uh, his mother said he had a small willy, if you know what that means. And uh, he, he wasn't much of a man in, in a bed, according to what the women say about him. Yes, indeed. And so he, he didn't love to desire women, nor any God, because he magnified himself. I've never seen a president or any man that always talking about himself, how great he is, how great he is. Let's see something else it says about him. But in his estate shall he honor the God of forces, and a God whom his fathers knew not shall he honor with gold and silver and with precious stones and pleasant things. That's talking about Donald Trump's great passion for the United States military. And he one thing he did that's notable, he did give the military personnel, he gave them great raises because he's a, he's a military freak. Yes, indeed, he loves guns and weapons and all. He would love to just uh, make the world do what he say do in his own way. And that's He's talking about the Antichrist. Let's see something else. Verse 39, thus shall he do in the most stronghold with a strange God, whom he shall acknowledge and in increase with glory, and he shall cause them to rule over many and shall divide the land for gain. Well, we know that Donald Trump, he uh, he divided the land. He some of his crony buddies. He would do all kind of devious things and reward them big money. Can you imagine some of the richest people in the world live here in America? And Donald Trump made sure that America didn't tax them not even one penny. This is what this man has done. He has rewarded crooks and criminals all while he's been in the White House, and he's anxious to get up there again and do it again. Yes, indeed. It says right here, uh, uh, verse 40, And at the time of the end shall the king of the south push in him, and the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind with chariots and with horsemen and with many ships, and he shall enter into the countries and shall, in, and shall overflow and pass over. The king of the south in this passage, ladies and gentlemen, is myself. I'm the king of the south, just like Peter was the king of the south in earlier passages. And the king of the north, meaning the agent for the devil, the one who works for the devil, is considered to be the king of the north. And that's talking about Donald Trump. And it says that I shall push at him. That means what I'm doing today is pushing at Donald Trump. When some of his followers and people that love him hear this message, if they think it's credible, they're going to want to come and silence me, perhaps. But I'm God's servant for the last days. I'm like the two witnesses of Revelation 11. I'm like Elijah. And anybody who came against Elijah and Elisha, they, they were crazy. They either were plagued with terrible plagues or either it was death. As I told you, you are in a great battle. I'm in this battle. I was put in this battle since age 12, and you're in this battle now. You're going to have to fight for what you believe. If you're a Jehovah Witness, you're going to have to fight for that. I'm going to confront you. I'm going to go into your various kingdom halls and challenge everybody in there to get away from those crazy teachings. And so you're going to have to fight whether you want to or not. 
And I, my job is to clean up the church. There are a lot of good believers in all these respective churches, but because your pastors are ignorant, they want you to just keep going along with their little ignorant teachers, teachings. But I'm not going to let you get away with that, preachers. You're going to have to do battle with me in the word of Yahweh. Yes, indeed. I, I challenge any minister until I, the Lord kills me and take me home about the end of this tribulation. When, until he takes me home, I, I challenge any preacher in the land from the Pope all the way down. White, black, I don't care if you got three members or 300,000 members. Come and do battle with the two witnesses of Revelation. And we're going to do battle with you from what's written. And that's what I do. And then, ladies and gentlemen, it says in verse 41, He shall enter also into the glorious land, and many countries shall be overthrown. But these shall escape out of his hand, Edom, Moab, and the chief of the children of Ammon. These three nations were uh, brother nations, and they today they live in the land of what we call Jordan. And for some reason, uh, a, a, a Trump did not mess with Jordan for some reason, but all those other nations around Israel, he had something to say about overthrowing them. And it says here in verse 42, he shall stretch forth his hand also upon the countries, and the land of Egypt shall not escape. Little do you know that when Donald Trump ran for president, the king of Egypt gave him $10 million to help him become president. And to show gratitude for him, for his donations, uh, he, he at one point, which was uh, in 2000, about a couple of months before the election last year, he sent down uh, Jared Kushner, which means blackness also, and uh, he also sent uh, he also sent uh, what's Minutskin Minutskin, who was the president, the chairman of the uh, secretary of treasury. He sent them down to start a war against Ethiopia. They went down to Egypt and they made a covenant with Egypt. They tried to get Saudi Arabia involved with it too, and their plan was these two countries were to attack Egypt. And the reason why is because the, most of the water from the Nile River comes from the Blue Nile, which runs through Ethiopia. So Ethiopia is building them a, a magnificent dam, a gigantic dam. And that dam would provide electricity to most of uh, Africa, believe it or not. Gigantic, kind of like the, we have the, uh, the uh, Niagara Falls here in, up there in New York area. And it provides electricity for eight or ten states right around that area there. A lot of power comes through, through that Niagara Falls. But the Nile River, that dam is even bigger. And so the uh, Egyptians, they worried that if, if the Ethiopians start filling up that dam, then it's going to cut the water source down to Egypt. And so what happened, they had planned to blow up that country. And the reason why Kushner and, and uh and Minuskin wanted to do it because they want to go over there and buy land in 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 uh, Africa. Yes, indeed. They ain't doing it because they love Egypt. They really not. And there's a prophet, there's an ancient prophecy about the Nile River, how Yahweh that dam is going to explode one day, uh, and it's going to take pretty much the whole Nile Valley all the way to the Mediterranean Sea. It's going to flood and send those people as far away as Turkey. And other places over there, uh, south of Italy. 
We finna see the end of time. We finna see it in a time. And as I told you, I, I've been on the radio in, in Metro Atlanta for two years, almost two years now. I've, I've led them slowly, taught them many things in the script. But I got to teach you guys fast. The end is near. It's near. And you're going to have to make decisions about where you're going to worship and how you're going to be a part of this end time uh, 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 structure that we're in right now. And so, ladies and gentlemen, in Verse 42, that's about Egypt, how they were going to fight against Ethiopia. And that didn't come to pass. They had hoped that it would. And then in chapter, uh, verse 44, let's read there. Uh, let, let, I'm sorry, verse 43. And he shall have power to treasure of gold and silver and all, all the precious things of Egypt. And the Libyans and the Ethiopians shall be at his steps. And that was talking about when the people there in Egypt, Libya, Saudi Arabia, and all of them were going to attack Ethiopia, but it didn't come to pass. You see, ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump, is, he's like a madman. He want to have his way. Just because the man gave him $10 million, he'll just wipe all those people, millions of people. He'll wipe them off the face of the earth with no guilt in his heart or nothing. Yes, indeed. But Yahweh saw fit that he would not be able to be successful doing that. And then verse 45, <clears throat> I'm sorry, verse 44, but tidings out of the east and out of the north shall trouble him. The east would be China and the north would be Russia. They'll trouble him and uh, therefore he shall go forth with great fury to destroy and utterly to take away many. And he shall plant the tabernacle of his palace between the seas and the glorious holy mountain. Yet he shall come to his end and none shall help him. And so that's what's going to happen to the famous Donald Trump. According to some scholars, it seems like there's going to be another war in the Middle East. I thought that it would branch out from this previous war with, with the Gaza incident. And uh, they, uh, Israel, I think it's when they're going to see the comet coming, probably within a month or so, because this, this is the year of prophecy. This year ends, September the 8th. I've been uh, warning the people that I study with that something bad would happen in the summer of this year and uh, after Pentecost. And so from Pentecost to September the 8th is the months of prophecy that talks about the end of time. And ladies and gentlemen, I think that a coming or something going to happen. The volcano's going to erupt and uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to blacken the sky and uh, everybody going to see that the handiwork of Yahweh is all over the land. We're about to see the end of time. We're about to see the end of time. So China has, uh, in Ezekiel 38, 39, it talks about Gog, that's Russia, and Yahweh's going to turn Gog back. Maybe a portion of the comet is going to hit uh, Russia. And then it says, uh, it, then it says China would then muscle, flex their muscle to come against Jews in the Middle East. You see, the whole world has what you call, uh, they hate Judaism. They are, they are racist against Judaism. The only religion that came from heaven is Judaism. The demons don't care about you being a Catholic or, or being a, a Adventist or Seventh-day Adventist or a, a Baptist. And all. They really don't care. As long as you've got these crazy religions, First Corinthians 10th chapter and the 20th verse, and the, 
And the Gentiles worship demons. They know you worshiping demons, even though you don't know it. And that's what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. You just don't know that these religions that you have, they came from the pit of hell. And I know you the only good thing about most of the churches today is that they preach about Christ and He's the Savior of the world. But after the cross, what you gonna do? After you come to that cross, what you gotta make some decisions how you gonna worship. How you going who you gonna worship with? And I'm telling you, no religion will make it through this tribulation period. There's about five years left before Christ come back. And nobody can bring you through this terrible time of trouble but the Messianic Jewish faith. Yes, indeed. This great movement that I will, will raise up on this radio and many other avenues, we're going to raise up a mighty church. Heal them, going to shut hospitals down. Whole uh, hospitals going to be healed. People in nursing homes, many of them going to be healed. That is, if you're a Messianic Jewish believer, if you don't want to be part of our great work, well, you're going to suffer through this horrible time of trouble. I wish I could make it easier for you and all that, but it's important that you learn the truth of the matter and we just getting started about this, these prophecies concerning Donald Trump. As I said, we have three more uh, sections we're going to go through. Isaiah 29 will be next. And then Ezekiel 29 going to be next after that. And then finally, we're going to finish up on Exodus, the 7th chapter through the 12th. That's talking about the coronavirus that we see today. It ain't over yet. It says in Isaiah 20, 26, Cover yourself until the indignation passes. So the indignation is these terrible plagues you see in the land. They are not over. It's just a relapse. And now when it breaks out again, it's going to be far worse than what we've already seen. It's so bad that Zechariah said two out of three going to die in this horrible time of trouble. Two out of three Americans of the lost tribes of Israel. Two out of three millions of people. One of the reasons you're going to die because you hate, it's called anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism. It's all over the land. It's in various jobs and businesses. I know the Jews have done things to make people hate them. They control much of the wealth of the earth. But we, anybody you displeased with in the world, you're supposed to leave it in the hands of the Lord. And that's what I do. I don't own guns. I don't trust in mankind to protect me. I trust in the living Yahweh. He has an answer for anyone and everyone. So trust in him. But believe me, it ain't your day. You'll be hearing a lot of noise. These old cheap books you're getting, and you ain't learning nothing. You don't study, and you think you're just going to waltz into heaven with all that error in your mind. It ain't going to work ladies and gentlemen, and that's what the two witnesses are all about. John saw uh, the emergence of the two witnesses. He saw one who would stand to oppose all the errors in the land. And from that one, it emerged to be two witnesses, because in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established and everything will be made plain. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do battle. When you see in, in this section here a prophecy in Daniel 11, it says they will, the ships of Chittim is talking about 
somebody who loves Torah. Ships in Hebrew just mean arguments. You know, we sing that old song, that old ship of Zion, and uh, that's talking about we in the same boat, the same ideas, same teachings. But I'm not in the same teachings with you. I'm just not it. Everything you do is against the Torah. You see, when, when Peter, them, with the election of the deacons, and the early church went astray in 43 AD, that's Acts 15, that's when they went astray, when Paul made that great argument about should the Gentiles have to keep all those laws, and they voted they didn't have to do. Can you imagine the church of the living Yahweh, and we're going to have a board meeting trying to understand what should the church do? They should have went in prayer. They should have been studying and praying. Father, should we teach these Gentiles the same as we do? And they would have got an answer from heaven. But no, they went and had a board meeting, and they decided they would abandon the Torah. Let me tell you plainly, you ain't going to heaven with all this law-breaking on your mind. In Isaiah 65, Isaiah 66, you ain't going to heaven if you eat pork, and the Bible talks about many things about the proper way to dress, you ain't going to heaven the way you dress and go to church, the way you kicking up your legs in these churches to my dance ministry. And I tried to convey to people that when the dance ministry began there, and when they came through the Red Sea, and it was Moses' sister, Miriam, and Miriam was 85 years old at that time. That old lady led the singers and dancers in a ministry that we have today. And she was an old lady, so you know she wasn't doing all this stuff you're doing in these churches now. So I'm just letting you know there's going to be death in the land. The two witnesses are, are men who sent to teach you the truth, and if they have opposition, they are death threat to the whole church. God going to clean up this church. He going to do it in his own way, in his own time. And if you don't want to be a part of this great ministry, the best thing for you to do is pack up your suitcase and go to some of those European countries. They will be insulated for a minute. There will be two comets. One will hit the, hit the earth in our day, not very long from now, and then near the end of the tribulation. That's Revelation 16. That's another comet that's coming. It's going to hit over there near Rome, the Bible says. And so get ready, get ready, so you'll be delivered from these horrible things that are soon to come on the earth. And I hope that you will come and be a part of our great ministry. As I told you, I don't know everything, but I do know what's been to hit the planet. And it ain't nothing pretty. It's ugly. And Yahweh, this great loving God that we have, who's been patient and let you get away with this and that, you won't get away with it any longer. My specialty is teaching about the Levitical law code, about marriage and divorce, about people going back to their original mate, the wife of your youth, a husband of your youth. You can't make a vow in a second marriage to the first one unless the first one is dead. And so I'm going to teach you all these things. People ask questions, you're not getting answers from your pastor. All they do is hoop and holler and want to beat you out some money. You don't have to give me no money. I'm going to teach it to you whether you want to hear it or not. The two witnesses are not regulated by the laws of, of, of earth the way we've seen in the past. 
I'm under divine uh, anointing to preach this message to a lost and dying world. Millions of people. And if some of your children have to die in this process before the age of accountability, if the children die, it's because God has a message for the parents. And you don't know what it is. Whenever children die, not only now, but any time down through history, when children die very young, it's because God has a message for the parents. And you won't do what he say. So he takes your children. He tried to, that's his last hope to save you. So he takes your children. And it's painful to lose a child because you're a knucklehead. And you won't keep God's Torah and his commandments. So that's why children die. And so, ladies and gentlemen, don't bring that curse on your children. You know what it is to hear a man of God, to hear the truth of the matter. Listen to me. Obey me. Go back to Mount Sinai and start over in your studies and learn what all those ancient sacrifices are about. It's so much I want to teach you that I can't do it in a moment. It takes time. It takes These are broadcasts we make with you about 30 minutes. It take me two hour, two or three hours. Anything I teach, it's, it takes that long to get it over because you dull of hearing and you don't care and you rather go down on the beach and be buck naked and all. I'm not going to let you get away with it in Yahweh's remnant. That the angels that patrol the courts of heaven will be at my beck and call, Daniel the fifth chapter. Whoever decipher that great writing on the handwriting on the wall he shall be the third in the kingdom. He shall be directly on the Yahweh, Daniel 5, and on the Yeshua, and then Brother Wes. I'm a dangerous man. I feel, I'm scared of my own self and all that heaven has taught me. So please stay with us. You'll learn more and more as we talk, talk with you and teach you. You are just beginning to know who I am. Get your paper out next time I'm here. Write it down, Baruch Abba, Bashem Adonai. Be blessed.